Hello and welcome back, Disruptors, to the 100th episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor with your host, Bennett Leon, and this is our co-host, Ashley. Hey, guys. All right. So, um, like you just heard me say, this is our 100th episode. It's a big, big, big deal. And um, we wanted to share this uh, momentous occasion with you guys, and we're going to dedicate this very, very special episode to us to Nancy Pelosi herself. And not in the good way kind of dedication and the fucking I hate you kind, I hate you the most terrible kind of way possible. Um, so um, that's what we're going to Anyways, talk about. though, thank you guys for helping us hit 100 episodes. We're very grateful. Absolutely. And we've had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Had tons of fun over the last 100 episodes. We're going to post uh, some promo pictures a little later on that you guys are going to see. Um, and yeah, uh, I hope you guys like it. Um, and I hope you enjoy the content of this episode because we... Definitely wanted to make it a special one for you. Um, and that's why we're dedicating it, dedicating it to the queen herself, Nancy Pelosi, or like <laughs> uh, um, how AOC calls her mama bear. So, <clears throat> uh, so let's talk about mama bear. So mama bear, uh, AKA Nancy Pelosi, um, was, has been in the news a lot, of course, in, over those last weekend. Uh, if you guys have been active on Twitter, you saw that Jimmy Dore was t- uh, trending on Twitter. Um, for this, for this main proposal, right? So a few days ago on his show, the Jimmy, the Jimmy Dore show on YouTube, he had um, created this idea. He came up with this idea to have the Progressive Caucus, at least 15 members of the Progressive Caucus, including members like AOC, Jamal Bowman, blah, 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 blah. Uh, they want all these people to withhold their vote, to threaten to withhold their vote from Nancy Pelosi for the speakership. If, if she um, decides not to um, hold Bring Medicare for, for Medicare for all. all, yeah. So if she does not hold the vote for Medicare for all, they are threatening to withhold their vote. But we're trying to get them to do that. Uh, but we have huge pushback from the progressives that are trying that we're trying to get to do this. Um, and that's what this episode is going to be about as well. So uh, we're going to start with this video, uh, kind of consolidation of what I basically talked about um, and a little clearer. So here you go. Let's enjoy, guys. One sec. Okay. We can't even get a floor vote on Medicare for all. That's garbage. You can do it right now. We need 15 Democrats. Hi, Jimmy. We need the elected officials that you helped get elected to tell Nancy Pelosi that you will not vote for her as speaker unless Medicare for all is put on the House floor for a vote. I think it's a really smart idea. You know, the worst abuse of power, Crystal, is not using the power you have to fight for people. Will they? Time to let AOC no, they have no other option because we're watching and we see through their bullshit excuses. We have to put public pressure on them. I want to see who's going to vote against health care in the middle of a pandemic. If you're not going to do it now, you are never going to do it, you phony. All the people who filled up your voicemail, they're going to remember whether you did the right thing here. Which side are they really on? This is where you force progressive House members to reveal who they answer to. Do they answer to their constituents or do they answer to the party bosses? Listen to AOC's own words. The Democratic Party does not do more unless it is pushed. And so this moment is the great unmasking. Force it to happen. Ask them, are you fighters or are you careerists? Are you activists for the people or are you posers 
on Twitter. Everyone's going to try to tell you that if you're just a little bit nicer, then it'll be fine. No. The whole point of protesting is to make people uncomfortable. you got to make them uncomfortable. She's pretending to be part of a movement, which she's really running cover for Nancy Pelosi. Did you think anybody voted for you so you could vote Nancy Pelosi without getting them anything? <laughs> this is Medicare for all. People's actual lives depend on us doing this. Yeah, exactly. Now it's your chance to actually use your leverage. Will you? Take risks. Or will you be a party fucking climber? Start bringing the ruckus on the Democratic Party. Force it to happen. Do not trust any political party to automatically work in your interest. I call on everybody in independent media to join this mission. Force it to happen. Force the Congress to show which side are they really on. No vote for Nancy Pelosi unless Medicare for All is put on the House floor for votes. So we need to push them. <laughs> That's the end of it. And you, you heard, you just heard in your own and her own words. Um, AOC's push for this. Um, so it's that's why he's showing you. That's why he decided to show you that is because it's kind of a contrast of who she was then pushing for Medicare for All and who she is now. Uh, being like, uh, what is it now, like a two-term congresswoman? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's on her second. Well, and I like what he said too, are, are you a careerist or are you? <laughs> and I think that that's the biggest thing about politicians nowadays is that they get in there and they're there for four decades <laughs> and don't do anything that really helps the people. Um, so this would definitely hold them accountable. We voted progressives in office because we wanted something done, uh, more progressive policy. And are you willing to do it or not? Because if you're not, then we're going to hold you accountable. 100%. And that's, that, is, that hasn't been happening for quite some time. Um, and I think it's a really good... Um, I think it's a really good way to get like something that the majority of Americans support to get it through, um, yeah. uh, through Congress, because like they're not doing it on their own. So the people obviously have to push them to do so. Um, and AO, what's interesting about this exchange between Jimmy Dore and AOC and like the progressive wing of the Democratic Party basically is you, this kind of like went on live on Twitter publicly for everyone to kind of see the, the interactions between them. Um, this is kind of rare because like you don't really see like uh, politicians engaging with people like this. Um, but this person, his name is Justin Jackson. He's actually um, in the NFL. He, uh, he's a big activist for Medicare for All. He says, if AOC and the squad don't do what Jimmy Dore has suggested and withhold their vote for Pelosi for speakership unless Medicare for All gets brought to the floor for votes, they will be revealing themselves. Power concedes nothing without a demand. And of course, AOC uh, responds here and she says, uh, the problem with this idea is that there, is, there isn't enough thought given to step two. The Democratic votes aren't there yet. And with a razor, uh, razor thin margin, Democratic no's are greater than the margin. So you issue threats, hold your vote and lose. Then what? If you want to know who, uh, who's opposed, look at the co-sponsor list. She goes on to say, in contrast, you can use the leverage to push for things that can happen uh, and change lives. Uh, an example of that being the $15 minimum wage vote in the first 100 days, parentheses doable, uh, elevating longtime progressive champions to important positions of leadership. I'm assuming she's also meaning herself, of course, 
uh, her meaningless uh, fucking appointments to those um, committees. Like she was appointed to her first uh, round as a first term congresswoman. Uh, but she also goes on to say that that is the opportunity cost to wit. Okay. But the thing is, though, is she's acting like we have to pick and choose. And that's not something that she ever stood for before when she was running to be a congresswoman. And I don't understand why now all of a sudden she is making it seem like we have to pick, you know, oh, do you want federal minimum wage or do you want a Medicare for all bill on the floor that's not going to pass? It's like, no, we just want to see that you are actually doing something that we voted you in there to do. And um, I mean, like I was saying to you earlier, the first, my first thought was exactly what AOC first said, like, well, this isn't going to go anywhere. We have a Republican Senate. Biden already said he's not going to sign it. But then when you followed it up with there, then we'll see a record, you know, like we can see their names. And that's such a good point because we are so used to having the same old politicians doing the same old things. And then we get these progressive people in here. And like you said, what have they done for us? So now we'll have a record of, um, you know, who is willing to follow through and who's willing to do, make, take the risks that she was just talking about. Force it, she said. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. It is. Um, what's really important to remember about this is that, um, uh, what's it called? That Nancy Pelosi is not going to, she's not going to move a finger unless she's pushed. The Democratic Party is not going to move a fucking inch unless they're pushed. And this is how politics is supposed to work, you know? <laughs> they're supposed to use leverage against other politicians to get what they want done. That's why they were voted into the, spot, the office that they currently hold is because they were, they were chosen because of their fucking, like, whatever, like their ability to, to legislate and to, to be there. I mean, so like, that's part of politics. You're supposed to use your power as a congressman or a senator, or whatever the fuck you are to get what you want done, you know? And that's how, that's what they're trying to do here. But as soon as this real type of politics starts to come out, you see the pushback from the politicians. And of course they're gonna push back because imagine being like a first term, second term, which a lot of these uh, uh, progressives that you saw here on that list are the 15 progressives. Imagine being a first or second term congressperson and uh, threatening to end the fucking, basically end the career of the most powerful Democrat in the country uh, and the first woman speaker uh, in, the, in the history of the United States, um, a super powerful woman, uh, Nancy Pelosi is. So, yeah, but I mean, there were actually a lot of people on that list who have been in office for a long time. Yeah. I mean, AOC and, you know, um, Rashid Tlaib, they're fairly new still, but Chewy Garcia, not new. You know, um, there was another one I saw on, what? He's only like three terms, I think, two or three terms. He's pretty new too. Really? Yeah. No. Oh, well, I thought he was definitely before AOC though. He was. He replaced yeah. um, that other Puerto Rican guy that was from Chicago. Yes. I forgot his name. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely other people on there who, you know, have been there for, for a while. Definitely. And those are the people like that we expect the most pushback from. Uh, but it's, I mean, we're getting pushback from the newbies too. So, I mean, it's, um, I mean, it's tough to see. It's tough for us to, for a progressive or a leftist or anyone to, to see AOC, someone that was so for Medicare for all and probably will still say that she is if you ask her today. 
um, go against the a movement, a grassroots, a grassroots movement mm -hmm. to um, force that vote. And a lot of people like uh, like AOC herself uh, said in that tweet earlier, she says that there isn't enough thought given to step two. So like the point of this, the, the whole point of using all this leverage, getting these people to do that, to, to force Nancy Pelosi to hold her vote. The reason why they want to do it is because they want fucking names, man. The, we, who is going to have the balls to vote against uh, universal health care during a, a pandemic? A pandemic that no one has seen for the last, uh, what, like 100 years uh, or so? So, um, I mean, that's, well, that's the biggest point. Like we want to see who, who is, who's gonna have the balls to do this because they do the same thing when it comes to their war powers, right? You guys know that Congress is awarded the authority to um, make war on other nations. But when was the last time Congress ever held uh, a vote on whether to go to war or not? I'm pretty sure the last time that happened was like Iraq in like 2004, 2002 or some shit. Why has it been over 20 years? And despite, uh, and then we have gone into war since then. So who's making the decisions you might ask yourself? The fucking president is. Why isn't Congress doing that it, when it's their job or it's their responsibility? They're not doing it because they'd rather not have that be on, that, on their shoulders. They don't want their names on that list of supporting that war or not supporting that war. They'd rather just Sit in their, uh, sit back in their chairs, and just let the president decide what happens uh, when it comes to war powers. So it's just a repetition. Politics is just repetition over and over again in every instance. So I'm sorry, you're going to say something a little earlier. I mean, well, I was just going to say about your the list. I think that, and we saw this with Bernie, and we saw this with a good amount of progressives who did not vote for Biden um, this this election cycle we really do have a, a grassroots movement forming in this country. And I think that having this list of names and being able to hold our politicians accountable is something that we really haven't seen in a long time. So I'm hoping that doing, doing things like this, putting your name out there and being willing to say, this isn't a popular opinion amongst other people, you know, my colleagues, but this is something that I believe in and I know is going to be good for the country. Um, hopefully, you know, with more people, more transparency and more people being able to see this, that grassroots movement might get a little bit bigger and people might be a little bit more willing to not vote for their congressman, congressman or woman who has been in office for, you know, 30, 40 years. Um, same with senators, you know, I think that doing things like this will just cause people to wake up, I think. Absolutely. And I think it was, um, I think it's super important to kind of like give it context so people understand how much support Medicare for All has or Universal <laughs> has in this country. So I'm, I'm pretty sure it's over like 60% or 70%. Let me pull it up right now. Um, here it is. Give me one second. Um, okay, so look at this title. Uh, so it's um, from March 24th of 2020, uh, from reported by The Hill. 69% of voters support Medicare for all. Almost 70% of Americans support Medicare for all. You know, so um, that's huge. You know, that's huge. Um, and 
And for our politicians not to reciprocate what we want is just another slap in the face, especially because we're in a pandemic and especially because they know how much we're hurting and they're still not doing anything, you know? So um, that's, that's a big, big thing to not overlook is that Republicans, Democrats, independents, fucking every, almost the majority of people are all signed into this. I don't know if you guys remember this, but even during, it spoke volumes. Bernie was trending on Twitter because of what happened at this, uh, this event. When he was running for president, he came onto Fox News and he got a lot of shit for that uh, later on anyways. Um, but basically, one of the questions he asked that conservative audience at Fox News on that town hall was, would you support government-run healthcare? Guess what they did? You might guess that none of them raised their fucking hands, right? Because they're Republican audience, right? But no, no, that's actually the opposite happened. Yeah. The majority of them rose their hands. And the, the, uh, the Fox News anchors that were trying, they're hosting that, they try to like move it away from that and say like the project. <laughs> The crowd there wasn't like appropriate or whatever and try to spin it later uh, to make it fit their narrative. But that's basically what happened. So you guys need to understand that this is how politics should work. We're just we're trying to get the politicians to do what we want. And a lot of people forget that these people work for us, not the other way around. Yeah, we literally pay their fucking salaries. So <laughs> uh, just like you say that for, to the cops. So are the politicians. The fucking pre the president is a public servant. No more uh, or no less than the congressperson, the senators, the governors, every fucking person in government living in public life. They are public servants, you know. So uh, we they don't owe loyalty to each other, the establishment, the fucking anything else. They owe their allegiance to us, you know. Um, or at least they should, but they don't. Uh, why? Because they're bought. So that but that's a whole nother thing. So. Um, yeah, anything you wanted to chime into that? No, I mean, I think that, you know, we've really hit the nail on the head this entire episode. It's just all about transparency and holding people accountable, something that hasn't happened in our political climate in a very, very long time. Um, and it's about time that it happens. <laughs> exactly, you know, and like Nancy Pelosi has stood in the way of a lot of fucking good shit for us, you know? She... Like we can even use a more a more recent example, you know, like she stood in the way of UBI for every American, you know, uh, a consistent UBI. Um, she also stood in the way of right before president, uh, right before the election happened uh, on election night, November third uh, or whatever. Uh, president Trump had offered her, or very recently up to that date, they offered her uh, and the Republicans they offered her a 1.8 trillion dollar um, stimulus. Yeah. Price, right? And what, and she has denied that she said that we're going to like start negotiating, getting better terms or whatever until after the election, which was all bullshit. We, we all know, and we see clear through her bullshit, um, that she just wanted to prolong, uh, and, and buy some time up until Joe Biden wins to give him that win rather than give Trump that win. So she's literally using the American people as a pawn. She's literally using us as pawns to get what she wants uh, to get the political um, bad actors that she does not like out of office, which in this case happened to be Trump. But at the risk of how many Americans, she, those fucking 150,000 or 200,000 Americans that died, 
they're partly to blame for my Nancy Pelosi, Donald Trump, and all those all those fuckers. But going back to that uh, that example of the stimulus package, they offered her 1.8 trillion dollars back then. What do we have now? This trillion, the most the most recent care package that we have now, what was it like? Less than a trillion? I think it was like 850 billion or 900 billion. And that was a long time ago. And, and what's really notable that they missed in this one, and this most recent one, is that. Um, they did not, they took away that stimulus, the, the 1200 cash payment yeah. that they were going to implement with that eight, that 1.8 trillion. So we're getting even less with a Joe Biden win, you know? So like, what the fuck did we hold out for? Nothing. She's just bought and paid for. She's just a piece of fucking shit. <laughs> um, and this, I mean, there, there, I can go on forever, you know? Uh, when it comes to Nancy Pelosi, because this bitch has literally gotten away with murder, you know, it's that old Italian lady vibe that she has smiling. And you can see this in like her, like anyone that actually gives a fuck and looks into this and looks at the YouTube videos or whatever, and, and the interviews that she's given recently. If you guys, even like, if you guys wa have watched that Wolf Blitzer interview when she um, Wolf Blitzer is the most boring motherfucker on TV, and he was roasting her. How how does Wolf Blitzer roast the Speaker of the fucking House like that? I was mind blown, mind blown, because Wolf Blitzer is literally the blandest motherfucker on TV. And he was holding her feet to the fire, saying how how are you not helping these people? And she's like, we represent them. We know what they want. We know what they need. Bitch, do you? You're not giving it to us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's that's a kind of the understatement of the of the century there. So um, anything else that you wanted to mention? I'm I'm kind of done with uh, this tirade of uh, what's no. Here, so okay. Call um, your congresswomen and men, guys. They put their numbers there at the at the um, the bottom of that video. Yes. So we should put that in our. Um, in our podcast link so yes. you guys can click on the video and see the the numbers definitely do so um and then we also want to encourage you guys to um write them talk to as many people as you can about this let's get grassroots supports uh for this uh issue that everyone really wants and cares about um let's get help to the american people let's vote for things that are common sense that the politicians don't want us to do let's start pushing them let's hold them fucking accountable, dude, because they are not, uh, they are far from perfect individuals, but they need to be pushed. They're politicians, you know, and especially during this time, they need to be pushed. Uh, just like Joe Biden needs to be pushed, you know? Um, and if he really wants to veto Medicare for all, let's fucking put it in front of him and have him have the balls to fucking do that shit. Have the balls to do that. You don't think- Yeah, it has to pass the Senate first though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if they like assuming it does, I want to because he just because he already said that I, that's why I brought it up because he already said that he was going to veto it if it came up, mm -hmm. if, even if it was passing both houses. I want to see him have the fucking balls to do that. Um, but yeah, so uh, let's end it here. So once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. We really appreciate all your time um, and listening and watching us throughout the um, this last, what, like year or so, a little over a year. Oh my gosh, uh, I know. Making uh, these hundred episodes. Uh, we really, really appreciate you guys uh, following along with us. And we 
hope to be with you guys for another who knows how many fucking episodes but uh at least thousands we'll say <laughs> well at least uh yeah so um let's end it here thanks again guys and uh we'll see you oh next as time. a reminder we're oh. not going to be doing videos yes yes gotta, so yeah. after this hundredth episode um just we do, we do want to remind you guys of that exactly yeah so but listen on all the podcast platforms mm-hmm. definitely um, so yeah, and also uh, feel free to uh, follow us on all our social media pages. We are um, growing uh, in that aspect as well. Um, so yeah, thanks again for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. See you the chapters. Bye guys.